Welcome to First Turn, where we play board games for the first time and discuss our immediate reactions. It's like book club, but for board games. I'm Eric, and with me is Kiwi and BP. Hello. Hi. Today we're going to be playing Calico, designed by Kevin Russ of Overboss, a, mo a boss monster adventure, and Tumbletown. The developer is Molly Johnson of Point Salad Truffle Shuffle, Robert Melvin of Point Salad and Truffle Shuffle, and Sean Stankowicz of Point Salad Truffle Shuffle and Dollars to Donuts. The artist is Beth Sobel of a lot of games, including Wingspan, Viticulture, uh, Arboretum, Between Two Cities, Lanterns, more. <laughs> um, yeah, there are a lot. Yeah. Well, Tessie Messy. Yeah. And it is published in 2020 by AEG and Flatout Games. The description is, In Calico, players compete to sew the coziest quilt as they draft and place patch tiles of different colors and patterns onto their quilt board. Each board will include three different design goal tiles and that will each earn points if their requirements are met. Players are also trying to create pattern groups to attract the cuddliest cats and groups of colors to, on which to sew buttons. The player who gains the most points from their design goal tiles, cats, and buttons wins. Uh, the mechanics are enclosure, hexagon grid, pattern building, scenario mission campaign game, <laughs> it's a campaign of quilt building, set collection, solo solitaire game, and tile placement. Uh, the box art is a very colorful picture of an orange kitty cat who is not calico laying on <laughs> a, a quilt. That may or may they... not be calico. What is the definition of calico? We'll, we'll get there. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't jump ahead. Yes. Yeah. But calico cats are typically like but it, it looks, white, it's more... orange, and black, right? Right, right. Um, but uh, yeah, and so this one's an orange, yeah, cat. And I mean, the, the art style though, it's not cartoony. It's more um, kind of realistic. It reminds me of those, um, you know, like puzzles you might find to do. Never again. Never doing a puzzle again. <laughs> like in, in stores and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So based on this, would you pull it off a shelf? I mean, if we're going by looks alone, probably not as I mean, there's I mean, it's not like super whimsy, like the art is not necessarily like grabbing you. Um, I mean, if it were a puzzle, I might think about it. Uh, but the description uh, is what intrigues me the most, I think. I'll have to disagree with BP. I think if Beth Sobel is the artist, I'm well, going sure. to pick it up and look at it. Sure. Like, <laughs> but like, if you, I don't care what the, the theme could be like. <laughs> the worst possible thing. like <laughs> the absolute worst like something you were just like oh that's real problematic and then if it was like beth sobel artist i'd be like really why would she do that and then be like yeah, i'll pick it up but if, if you didn't know that she was the artist just by the cover yeah, not sure know. yeah it's very it's true. very pretty it would be eye-catching i think i yes i don't know if i'd pull i look at it because i don't know if i'd pull it off the shelf though i'm gonna say no for this one just because like it just looks like a cuddly cat laying on a on a blanket. Like, I mean, it's a cute cuddly it cat. It is, looking. but I don't know that it like jumps out as like, "Hey, this is a fun game." Right. Exactly. Or yeah, and then I don't know the descriptions. Okay, but um, I'm curious about like the interaction on this one because anything that is like a potential solo solitaire game, I feel like is, you know, probably doesn't 
increase interaction when you add people. You just have more people playing a solo solitaire game together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, the I think it's Robert Melvin. One of the two guys, uh, Robert Melvin or Sean Stankovich, like they're known for making solo games for like tons of stuff. And that's kind of like their thing okay. is they take games and they build a solo pos Cause they're, I think, and I think it's Sean Stankovich because he's big on like the, 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 uh, the automata cards mm. where it's like the, the other side or that you're playing against is really just a set of cards that tell you like, okay, on this, on this turn, the computer for lack of a better term mm-hmm. is going to do this, this, and this, which is kind of what point solid I feel like that that's a, a thing you had used in Point Salad, that word. Oh, Automata? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Because I, I know like Wingspan has a solo version that uses cards. Mm. I think Viticulture does as well. And I think he's the one that kind of builds that. And like, that's what he's known okay. for. He has like his own company that does it. Like people reach out to him to say, hey, we want a solo version mm. of this game. And he builds it. Mm. Not to say that this... Not, not to say that it won't be what Eric is saying. Right. But right. Just, maybe it's not. Maybe it just has an additional design for solo. But Well, how do you think it's played with multiple play- players? I think, let's see. We've got, we're going to be placing tiles. Mm-hmm. We're going to be trying. On a hexagon. Yeah, hexagon tiles. Um, Building some patterns. So you want your tiles to be placed in certain order. There's a scenario mission campaign game. So I'm assuming that somehow maybe the set collections like you're maybe there's going to be like some sort of card that tells you what sort of pattern you're supposed to be laying mm-hmm. everything down. in. Yeah, it's probably the cat. The cat is directing you. I want this pattern. Mm-hmm. Please make this okay. pattern for okay. me. And then right. it's going to sleep on the other part of the quilt. Right. <laughs> As cats yeah. do. Mm-hmm. Um enclosure so we're trying to enclose a section so maybe you want to like enclose one set of tiles with another color or something maybe i mean if we're building a quilt that could be possible and then you know a hole in the middle of it right that's where the cat would fall through that's where the cat exactly you can't have your cat crawling through Uh, i was thinking more it would be cold Wherever that hole was. Yeah, don't See, be I don't ridiculous. know that we're using the, the quilts for us. The quilt is obviously for the cat. But shenanigans. What else do you use a quilt? Well, I guess that's not true because there are definitely quilts hanging up in my grandmother's house that are just there for decoration. <laughs> <laughs> like full size quilts. It's insane. It's actually just yeah. to be mean to the cats who are staring at it on the wall. <laughs> that's quite possible. <laughs> who may actually try to get up on it. Yeah. And then I don't know. The buttons come in. I guess you sew buttons on so that the cats can later chew off. Really, right. we're just building yeah. some sort of playground for cats to to destroy. I was just going to say so. to tear apart. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, obviously, some of these items will have more point values than others. So the more buttons your cat can play with, uh, obviously, the more points you'll get. Yeah. Buttons, buttons. Who's got the buttons? Exactly. And I think that'll be maybe the campaign part is that like you're there's things are worth a certain amount because that's what the cat wants. And then the cat changes its mind and that's all like thrown out and you got to do it again. Which is very cat like. Yeah. Yes. All right. Um. So Calico Cats particularly, which was not pictured on the box, um, are a unique coloration. They are not a breed. 
Um, but this, so the, the whole game description made me think of multiple things. Obviously Calico, I thought immediately of a Calico cat because, um, up until, uh, actually my current cats, all of my cats had been Calico or tortoise shell, which are different colorations. Um, but kind of making up of the same three options, right. Of orange, black, uh, and then Calico would be white. Whereas, uh, tortoise shells are mostly, uh, black, gray, and orange. So anyway, small things. One of the reasons though that Calico cats have their name as Calico is from the um, print style uh, that was very popular uh, on British uh, cotton import-exports, especially in the 17th and 18th century. So immediately thinking Calico, other than the cat, you, uh, at least I, immediately then thought of the popularity of Calico prints. And so Calico um, can refer to both the type of cotton and it was, it's called actually Calico because the cotton uh, fabric came from Calicut, in India, which of course the British East India Company, uh, you, you know, had uh, headquarters in, and you know, a lucrative trade with England before cotton was, um, you know, very prominently used in England. In again, uh, the more early, like late seventeenth and early eighteenth centuries, uh, many British imports relied on the cotton coming out of India. Uh, because they wanted to protect their own woolen industry. Eventually that would swap out as more industrialization took place and they would then rely on just importing cotton itself and then making uh, the fabrics and textiles themselves back in England. But um, the, 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 the colorations are super bright. And I've read in the past that they were also influenced by the British East India Company's um, kind of encounters with, um, woodblock printing that was coming out of Japan at around the similar time as well, 18th and 19th centuries. Um, and so many of the calico prints are super colorful, either stripes or various types of floral patterns. Um, and so that's how then the calico cat and the calico print have in common is that they're kind of almost a patchwork, if you will, of, of colors, although the calico print tends to be uh, right, much more refined uh, in specific set patterns, which then you could see how that carries over into quilting, which likes to put um, in some variations, different cuts of fabrics together in uh, normally some sort of aesthetically pleasing look. Um, although just a little quick side note on quilting in general, and especially some of its uh, history in the United States, aside from being right, used by cute, cuddly cats, uh, is that um, women in the Underground Railroad and especially uh, trying to escape plantations in the South, slave women uh, would use quilts to actually help tell uh, of locations and safe havens that they could travel to. So really interesting to think about what our pattern building uh, may tell uh, of a story or maybe just tell um, the coming of cats. It's always the British got to give everything a problematic background. Oh, for sure. Damn Brits. And the, the U.S. is yeah, very descendant was, of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now we've we've lost our our one 
uh, colonialist listener. <laughs> and you know what I say? Good riddance. Right. <laughs> All right. So players will take turns placing patches on their quilt until they are completely filled, at which point the game is over and the quilts are scored based on their individual design goals, the number of buttons sewn on, and how many cuddly cats they've attracted. The player with the most points is the winner. Oh, We're going to be using cats. I thought we each got one cat to boss us around. We got to deal with a whole herd. No, there's a whole herd of cats. Okay. Uh, the player with the most points is the winner, and we're going to be using the beginner setup, which it recommends for your first game, which uses three of the simpler cats. Hmm. Uh, the first player is the one who most recently pet a cat, oh, which is me, because crap. I have a cat sitting in my lap, sleeping right now. I'm the one who brought him into the room. <laughs> yep. <laughs> BP sabotage yourself. Uh, on a player's turn, they will perform two actions in order. First, they will place one of the patches in their hand onto their quilt. Second, they will select one of the three face-up patches from the market. After placing the tile, the player will check to see if they gain a cat or a button. Uh, each of the cats has two patterns they prefer. Also, they either prefer them in a certain orientation or a certain number in a group. Um, the group does not have to be all of the same pattern, but the patches must be one of the two preferred patterns. Uh, you'll then take one of the matching cat tokens and place it on one of the scoring patches. For buttons, if you have a group of three or more patches of the same color, you earn a button of that color. And just like cats, you'll take the appropriate button and place it on one of the patches that scored. If you get at least one button of each color, you also gain a rainbow button that can be put on any patch on your quilt. Uh, groups used for scoring cats or buttons cannot be used again, so a separate group that is not adjacent to a scored one must be made to score the cat or button again. So like if you have a, if you build one that's a, a group of three colors, you mm -hmm. earn the button. If you have another attaching three, you don't earn that same button again because now it's a group of six mm -hmm. and it's any, any group of three or more. So... Uh, once the last player has placed their final tile, the game is scored. Players will gain points for their design goals, which are patches placed on their quilt at game start that require different sets surrounding it, looking for patterns or colors. And you can get more points if you can do patterns and colors. Uh, cats are worth the amount on their respective tile and the buttons are worth three points each. The player with the most points is the winner. In case of a tie, the player with the most cat tokens is the winner. If it's still tied, it goes to the player with the most buttons. And if it's still tied, the victory is shared. And then you'll take a picture with the Master Quilter badge, which we won't have in Tabletop Simulator, but it's that's a thing that's in the physical game. Uh, and that is that is all the, the rules. So let the quilting bee begin. Let's play. just finished a game of calico to recap bp had 35 cat points i had 50 cat points and kiwi won with 59 cuddly cat points cuddly cat points winning strategy kiwi i went for the design goals because they look like they had a lot of points and so uh one of them i got both patterns and uh colors and so that was a big uh chunk of points i feel like eric and i were pretty much tied for Buttons and cats, almost. Yeah. Um, but design goals was where I tried to get most of my points. Yeah, I did the same thing. Focused on the design goals, but then um, 
I mean, basically, had I gotten a, a, a double pointing design goal thing, I think that's all it would have taken to be right with you. So I did not pull it off, though, because you have a very pretty quilt, though. I do. It's better than Kiwi's. But <laughs> yeah, his yeah. is kind of an eyesore. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, well, then. <laughs> But it was the winning, luckily, the winning luckily eyesore. Aesthetics weren't the weren't didn't get, get your points. Uh, BP, um, your your brilliant strategy. My losing strategy was I just I was very into the paisley print and went a little crazy with it. Um, I was just trying to to bring it all together to make it look well, and then decided I needed to abandon that if I was going to get any points. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. I just mostly went for buttons and cats. And once I realized I had um, pretty much sabotaged myself for the other thing, so yeah. And you were the closest for the rainbow button. I was. I was super yeah. close. It was cats or buttons down to the wire. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of the theme? Be uh, kiwi. I mean, I. I don't know. It, it's weird. Like I, I felt like I was constructing something mm-hmm. uh, and I felt more like I was building a quilt, like laying out the pet, like having watched my mom and my grandmother make mm-hmm. quilts, like the laying, like you lay out all the patches and figure out where you want to put everything first. And so like, I felt like that was more thematic. Um, I didn't really feel like it, with the, for, for me, the cast, it was just like, Oh, I guess, if I do this, it, so it was more like building quilts in my mm-hmm. mind than it was like attracting cats to my quilt. So I, I think thematically, like I, I felt like I was laying out the swatches for a, a quilt. I, I suppose I don't know much about quilting, but I didn't feel like that was that made me feel like quilting. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I was placing tiles with patterns. Yeah. Yeah. And, and looking for specific, I think with the I think with the point value um, and those design goals, I mean, maybe I don't I don't also have very much experience in making quilts, but it I mean I have had people make me quilts, and I feel like I feel like I made the prettiest. Well, no, Eric's is actually really pretty, but I had a really good pattern going that got me no points and no cats. <laughs> And I feel like that in a real world should have some value. Okay. But other than that, I mean, I kind of agree with Kiwi in that um, I do feel like, uh, you know, maybe if you're following the design thing, because I, again, Eric's really does to a certain extent look like a quilt, but if you're just, uh, I think the theme is how you also approach and are thinking about uh, the pattern building in this sense. If you're just going to it to try to um, like create a puzzle for it in order to get the points, then it probably feels more like you're laying tiles in a puzzle type pattern, right? Uh, to get the points. If you're going on my strategy by looking at the actual like, you know, colors and trying to put them together and get absolutely no points, then I don't know. The theme's there. Uh, and on the cat piece, I, I didn't really, I mean, I guess cats like, like laying on soft things. But other than that, I don't think they really care about what the quilt looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, table presence, uh, BP. Like I said, uh, I mean, you have a really nice looking quilt. Um, so I think as, as the pieces come together, it does 
contain, I think, about the pattern. I mean, it's bright, it's colorful, it's got these fantastic patterns. Um, so in that sense, I think it does have great table presence. Um, and uh, you guys were saying that the actual um, hard copy comes with actual cats. So I feel like that would add to it. Obviously, Beth Sorbel, right, she is, is a fantastic artist. And um, but it just even the colors, I mean, it really does come to me as that that calico printmaking, right, with the um, with the bold colors. And those patterns are absolutely what right uh, printmakers in the uh, 18th and 19th century would have been attracted to as well. Right. So. I mean, in that sense, I feel like there's that that connection and that table presence uh, in an artistic way. Yeah, I agree. I think the colors, like I would at least stop and look to see like, you know, the colors and then the the cats on the, the boards look super nice. I, I think you're right. You know, we were playing a tabletop simulator, obviously. So, um, you know, not having those cat tokens, like I, I feel like it would have looked a little bit uh, cooler had the, you know, we had actual cat tokens to have actual cats laying on our quilt. Um, but I think, yeah, I think the, the art's great. Um, and the colors would definitely catch your eye if you walked past it and saw it on a table. Yeah, uh, the art's good. The colors are good. Still kind of looks like a tile placing game, but I mean, it's nice looking. Mechanics, Kiwi? Yeah, it, it's nothing crazy. I mm -hmm. think um the hand management adds a little bit of a piece and i think this is like one of the changes that people sometimes do with uh carcassonne because i think with carcassonne you just place the one tile you have in your hand and then you pick up the next tile so it gives you like time to think about where you're going to place so i think it's nice that you have two two tiles that you can you can place one or the other and so it does give a little bit of strategy but i feel like not so much but it does run into the case where you know, Eric always makes the comment that the pieces he needs always come up when it's my turn. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there was one time where I definitely did take a light blue piece. I didn't really necessarily need it, but I knew Eric needed it. So I took it. Yeah, um, which is where I probably shouldn't the game. say anything. You won the game right yeah. there. No, but that'll come up in player interaction. But <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's anything crazy. I, I did like the the small hand management piece to it. Um off the drafting piece yeah uh, it either needed to be a better draft option or i don't know it kind of just felt like a little too luck based and then like I, i'm thinking a patchwork right because the other quilting game that yeah different different tile placement but still tile placement but like the drafting in that you could like look ahead and see where things were coming and it gave you a little bit of like flexibility in in what you draft because you could jump ahead in things yeah mm -hmm. So I don't know. I thought that may maybe mitigated luck a little less than this. I think what might have been fun is if the cat like the cats weren't you attract the cats to your board or your to your quilt. They don't give you points. Maybe they give you powers. Exactly. Something and you could to, use those abilities to mm. interact more with the tiles or switch things around. Yep. Kind of like with potion explosion, where when you collected the potion, mm. it then gave you some sort of ability that you could use once. And exactly. Then Cause I had, token back. I had what I needed. I had just placed it wrong. Cause which come to the next section, I didn't understand quite at first. And if I could just have moved that tile, like mm -hmm. that would have solved it. But um, yeah, so I think something that just sort of maybe mitigates the luck factor um, would have been yeah. nice, especially like in a puzzle game. Cause like, you know, when you're trying to solve a puzzle and then you know what you need to do and it's just like, Oh, well, I just can't like, yeah, you're yeah. looking for that one piece 
that got lost. Yep. Uh, also, at one point when you, I think both you and I, at one point were just like, uh, I don't know what to do. And then just like if there if there was this power piece, I feel like we're now talking about a game that's not in existence. <laughs> you could you could wipe out those tiles and reshuffle them or something. Yeah. Because I was thinking yep. that as a car, right? You guys always talk about that in a car. Yeah, recycling the. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Card drafting game, but yeah. Yeah, just some stuff to help mitigate the draft or change the draft style. But that's yeah. Other than that, it's it's you know tile placement. I like the I like the um the puzzle piece of it. Of you, there's a lot going on because you have your color buttons, you have your cat tile patterns, and then you have your design things. So it's a lot to like think about. But yeah, uh, on rules, uh, um, I mean, I think like Kiwi kind of said it was kind of I didn't quite get it at first uh, how like the design things worked and things. Mm-hmm. So it did take. It's a very visual game, so it kind of takes some looking at it to have it make sense. I think. Yeah, the rule book's uh, really well laid out, and you know, I didn't have to look up anything extra mm-hmm. to figure out the rules. And I think I only looked up one thing while we were playing because I just couldn't remember what it like what the rule was, and it was whether or not you could place a cat and a button on the same turn. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't find anything that said that you couldn't. Um, I think if I was going to teach it again, I think I would like show a, an example either from the rule book because the rule book did have a good example of like, this is what score, like, you know, this is good scoring. This is, you know, this is scoring that doesn't work for the the game design tiles. Cause I, I feel like a visual representation of that would have mm-hmm. made more sense. I, I felt like it was hard to explain in words and it would have made more sense <clears throat> visually. Definitely. Um, the one one thing I did enjoy, so all of the cats that are in this game are real cats, and they have little biographies on two of the pages in the oh. rule book to tell you all about uh, that particular cat. Who owns these cats? Uh, I, I am fairly certain it's probably people who are involved in the game. This was a Kickstarter game, so uh-huh. I have a feeling there was also probably a pledge level where you could get your cat into the game. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, and then for that solo campaign thing that they're talking about, there's actually a bit uh, where it's uh, Calico achievements and you earn like achievement points. So it's mm-hmm. there's like different things. So like, you know, play a game and earn no buttons, play a game and earn no cats. Oh, um, so it's like, oh, uh, BP would have gotten the one uh, play a game and complete no design goals. So she yes. would have uh, she would have oh, gotten a, nice. a point for that one. And then you yeah. And you just you fill in and there's uh, scenarios where they have um, a particular score. They'll, they'll have cats. They'll have a particular score that you're trying to get. And then like uh, the design goals. So they, they kind of set up scenarios for you. Oh, they're the kitties. They're so yeah. cute. Player interaction. Was was kind of what I predicted. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. Uh, I I feel like I would have been better off if I had just muted my mic the whole game because then I wouldn't have been talking about what I needed. Because <laughs> like you said, the only inter- the only real interaction is is hate drafting and or inadvertent hate drafting, which is mm-hmm. which is always the worst. Almost worse. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. You guys on interaction? No, yeah, I'm right there with yeah. you. Uh, would you play it again? Uh, BP. Yeah, probably. I do like the puzzly aspect of it. Um, I feel like for for it's it's less those Tetris building ones that we've talked about in the past, and it's pretty. Um, and it was, I mean, it, a pretty straightforward. You know, once we understood like what the goals were and things like that, um, and even looking at the um, 
the campaign strategies uh, look like there's an, also a lot of replayability as far as, you know, trying to achieve different types of goals. And I just, I love working that aspect of my brain, trying to, to piece things together, even if I'm not really great at it. You know, it's, it's still just one of those brain activities that I really enjoy. And if it's really pleasing on the eye, so much the better. So that, those are the reasons I would go for it. I don't think, again, it's like earth shattering um, new take on anything. But I just I feel like the, you know, the brain activity and the colors just would would get me back. Um, yeah, probably no for me. Um, uh, like for a quilting game, there's I think patchwork I liked more. I mean, this is more than two player, which is nice, but um. And then just of all the tile laying games, there's like Azul. There's a lot of good tile laying games. I, I do appreciate that this isn't a Tetris one because that seems to be the thing now. But I do think some of the Tetris ones are more fun. And um, mm. uh, like the cat piece didn't really come in as as fun as I liked. Um, the luck was frustrating and um, Kiwi's mom mute. But I don't think I like how quilts look because this is not that appealing <laughs> to me visually. <laughs> Our one listener, you just yep. lost yep. our one uh, we, dedicated we, uh, fan. Yeah, our one fan. <laughs> now my mom's gone. Now, and now we have nobody. That <laughs> yep. our number one fan, and she's gone now. Um, yeah, I, I think I would play it again. I, I'm on board with what BP's saying. Like, I, I enjoyed the puzzle. I enjoyed the parts of my brain that it worked. Um, there does seem to be a lot of replayability between the scenarios and setup because <clears throat> all the player boards are different. Mm. So you'd have different outsides, and then the 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 patterns that the cats are looking for are all random. And then there's um, like 18 different cats because all the cat boards are double-sided mm-hmm. um, and you can increase. So we played with the simpler ones, which were just groups of three, four, and five. But some of the other cats, like you need very specific patterns of where stuff is. So it'll be like a row of five of those patterns. Um, so yeah, I, I would play it again. I, I didn't think it was... I don't think it's so great that I'll rush out and purchase it. Right. But if someone brought it out, I'd be like, yeah, I'll totally play Calico. All right. That is Calico. So if you have any recommendations of games, puzzle, Tetris, uh, beautiful cat artwork games, uh, just anything you want to hear our impressions on game wise, send them our way. Email us first turn tabletop at Gmail, Twitter and Instagram. We are at First Turncast and the podcasting camel as he snuggles up to his calico kitty on his calico quilt says, please don't forget to rate and review and subscribe on your favorite podcatchers. And then you hear like the little purr from the cat. Uh, We look forward to hearing from you and play more games. I feel like this is going to be a rolling right where you got a decent plan that it all just goes to shit. When do we get the cats? Uh, when the moon hits your eye. sitting there looking at him being like, oh, what do I want to do? Sometimes you get to the point where it's like, okay, to complete this whole thing I've been working on, I need this specific color and this specific pattern. And it's like, well, fuck. And then Kiwi takes it.